On 11-16, SEM, the Four Diegos. Point. Deputy, there's the goal. Finally, Tommy Urich celebrates. The final touch might have come off a tie player. It doesn't matter. Australia had the breakthrough at last. 69 minutes it's taken. But they're finally on the scoreboard. And they've got a few bodies forward here, Tyler. Zero Chateau. Pure pants. The comeback. Chance. Goal. Unbelievable. Kokawanan has equalised for Thailand with less than nine minutes remaining, and it is a catastrophe for the Socceroos. World Cup hopes may be disappearing. Joy unbridled for the Thais. It was a good move, and you have to say it was a tidy finish by Pokau. They're all tied up at 1-1. Yeah. Now they're 2-1. Milos, uh, rather, Matthew Lecky has driven the ball home. There's not much room for celebration because Australia need, still needs to chase goals, but it could be a vital one that. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's. Believe it or not, we won that game uh, with thanks to Fox Sports. Simon Hill calling the 2-1 uh, victory for Australia in the uh, World Cup quality against uh, Thailand. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you. Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Great to be here. Hello, listeners. Yes, it is the Four Diego's, of course. Uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, welcome to you. Hello there, Rodrigo. Hello there, boys, our listeners out there. Um, I don't know... I, I, I know we're going to get into a how we all feel and yes. stuff, but I'm um, I'm sort of positively troubled. Yeah, positively troubled. <laughs> yes. We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put you on the uh, psychologist's uh, couch there, Carlos. But uh, Warren, welcome to you. How are you feeling? Yes, I'm good. I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm, a tad, him first. I'm a tad tired and emotional, but mm. I'm okay. Glass half full yep. good. is clearly the way to be. Good. We've got a big show for you tonight. We'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on. Uh, we'll take your text messages on 0433981116. Give us a call tonight on 9429 Look, I know it's been 24 hours, uh, but uh, a little bit of therapy. Yeah, little, yes. If you haven't had enough I like it. A chance to discuss it anywhere at the workplace on SCN, if you haven't had a chance, give us a ring instead. Yeah, we're here as counsellors. Tonight's like, all about feelings. Yeah. <laughs> we're like the Dr. Phil of world football. <laughs> yeah. right. How are you feeling tonight? Yeah. 9429-1116, your calls on the SEN open line with thanks to Get Wines Direct, online wines made easy and the best deals every day. 9429-1116. Let's get into it. It's 11 past 11. I heard So hope that gets you up and about on a, uh, what is it, a tad chilly, uh, nine degrees here in Melbourne town. Um, boys, of course, we're talking about the uh, World Cup qualifier. Um, Australia not qualifying directly in, uh, in the Asian Confederation, of course, after Saudi Arabia defeated Japan uh, 1-0. I've got to say that uh, I fell asleep and uh, at 4.30 I checked my phone, 1-0. I, I just couldn't get back to yeah. sleep. I couldn't yep. get back to sleep. I was a bit, not depressed, I was 
Yes. I, was, I was actually upset. Uneasy. Anyway, um, there's been a lot around this game. Let's just go around the table first. Uh, Vinny, let's start with you. How are you feeling? Well, I'm upset. I'm up, I'm upset that it didn't go the way we wanted to. I'm not upset with the game last night. I thought uh, the boys were fantastic and you couldn't, apart from the ball not going in, apart from the soccer gods cursing us and uh, preventing the ball from just uh, uh, going to the back of the net, um, I'm, I'm more annoyed with the, the results in Japan, obviously, and earlier results in the series. But the, the boys were fantastic. They, the, if, it, if there's one sort of football you want them to play, it's the football they played last night. Uh, we just didn't get the results. So we should have been eight up. Well, you're going to make it, Vinny. How are you feeling, Warren? Yeah, no, I, look, you've got to be glass half full. And, I mean, I think, I shouldn't say Johnny come lately's, but I think <laughs> there's been a sense in the media that, qualifying for a World Cup is almost a fait accompli because we've done it the last two times. And I think we need to understand that it was always going to be challenging. I mean, you play 10 games, you lose one. It just proves draws kill you. You know, they they absolutely kill you in terms of this type of qualification as much as you can stand on a record. So, look, extremely disappointing. I think I'd, it's hard to know how I feel. I... Is it, is it the system? Is it too much expectation with players? Are they just not that? Well, don't be nice about it. Since oh, when have you been nice? Look, just tell us what you really feel. You're just fuffing around the stuff. I know you're great mates with Ange Postacoglu. No, no. Look, I think I don't know. I shouldn't say it's an experiment. I, I the the back three to me, which was changed before playing Iraq in Iran, and that game. That game was a draw, pivotal. I, I, I don't see the Socceroos playing as well as I would have hoped with that system. And I'm not saying it's anybody's fault. I wonder if the likes of Bailey Wright, Brad Smith, and I'm not individualising, well, well, I suppose I am. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bailey Wright, Brad Smith. The changes that were made to the back three from the game against Japan to this game, whether everyone's on the same page. I'm a little bit concerned about some of the individuals that we thought were on an upward curve and improving. And I shouldn't, again, Matthew Leckie had been disappointing across these two games when his domestic form, having got a move to the first division of the of the German competition. Tommy Rogic, I don't know, wasn't quite there for me. Aaron Moy, though, not playing hey, in the on, first game. Did they play well last night or not? Um Surely you're not blaming the I back have, three for thought, the way they played last night. I would have thought playing well would have got them a far better but, result. But it had than nothing it to did. do with the back three uh, last night. They had the ball the whole time in their four. In fact, the ball the they game should was, have gone one nil down. The, the game was being played in their penalty area. Yeah, yeah. In the in Thai, Thailand's yeah. penalty area yeah. had nothing to do with the back three. And I'll go as far as to say that the Japan loss had nothing to do with the back three either. We could not penetrate. Mm. And, of course, then we turn over the ball because we're a bit hesitant in possession, and suddenly on the transition we were getting beat. Now, you know, whether you have a back three or a back four, we weren't particularly defending well with a back four early on. It looked leaky. At different times people were being being criticised. But Ange has never been a coach that – really works on that back four. Even when, we went to, when he went to the World Cup in Brazil, if you remember, doesn't matter how well we played, we'd be leaking goals because of the way, the lack of cohesion between the back four. And people who were at training, uh, media people would say that he never works on any defensive stuff. It's all about possession. It's all about 
um, you know, outpossessing the opposition and trying to penetrate. And we were not penetrating at all, didn't penetrate at all against Japan, and we did against Thailand. But really, the goalkeeper had the game of his life. Mm. Uh, the luck they had, it really had very little to do with last night's game, the fact that we didn't directly I think you've got to look at the campaign, Carlos, and you've got to right. look at the, the draw to Iraq away in Iran. You've got to look to the fact that they were lucky to get a, a result against Thailand away from home with a penalty from um, Mila Yednak in that game. I think the most recent games have been probably disappointing. Now, are you trying to pinpoint why? This was the toughest group clearly to qualify in, in terms of the depth of quality across all of but the games. But we needed one more point. We needed one more point. Now, I would think the only thing that I took from Mark Bosnich's rant, yeah, well, yeah. And, and we'll talk about that. I don't understand that. I don't, I don't well, understand that. you want to explain it, Rogers? Well, and... well, Mark Bosnich basically straight after the game, you could see it. You could see it when the guys were... You know, priming themselves just after the game, they're in, you know in a bit of a bit of shock. We'd won the game, you know, but you know not as well as we'd hoped for, you know. And uh, then we were relying on the Saudi Arabia game and, and Japan. The guys, you could just see something brewing with Mark Bosnich, yep. and uh, he basically in the end said that uh, Ange's hanging by a thread yep. in in terms of his job and the fact that you know they didn't qualify yet. Um, they finished. They they looked like they were going to finish third in that group. They weren't sure. Yeah. Um. So he didn't hold back. It was a, it was an epic uh, Bozza rant, and and you kind of haven't heard that directly, especially well, on Fox Sports. He's done rant, it before. It got, I know. It got personal. It got because a bit he personal. was saying that Ange was experimenting with the team for his own benefit. But that rant was building, wasn't it? Because previous to that, he'd talked about the fact that Ange clearly had seen a has got a finishing point to his Socceroos career. And yep. and he said that after J- the Japan game. So it continued to build. I don't... To me, since I went and watched the Japan game in at Etihad Stadium, and I'm not sure, it might have been eight or nine months ago, the ball movement, the penetration around ball movement has been pedestrian from that game that night. We were easy for Japan to defend against yep. that night to get a draw. Yet we couldn't reciprocate that either way away. We couldn't, we weren't hard enough, we didn't defend well enough, and we didn't counter like the Japanese countered against us to score that first goal when we played them at Eddie. Because the Japanese have added to their game a defensive block that breaks quickly. Now, if you can't break down that defensive block and you lose possession of the ball, you're out of position, and that's where they really capitalised. But the lateral movement, Carlos, just continued lateral movement. But to go back to Mark Bosnich's point, he was saying that he felt that um, the change to the back three in the important World Cup qualifier, which was Iraq in Iran, treacherous conditions. Uh, the boys were, I don't think they could train. They all got in it, there a day or the two. The ground was they got, horrible. Everything was really, and Ange decided to adopt the back three there without actually having worked on it properly with the squad. And out of that whole rant with Mark Bosic, I sort of agreed with him there, saying that why introduce it in such a, such a, a, a pivotal you know, mm. away game when so much could go wrong, and it well, it did in the end because mm. we didn't get the three points. So you would think that if we were, if we're more, if the players were more comfortable, you throw them together quickly. They get in, into the camp late. You throw them together quickly that to introduce something 
so radical for them and that team without really working on it, that could have cost us that one point that day. And, uh, and I think that's the question that I would love to ask, Ange. What was the hurry to have to bring it in there? He says that you needed games under the belt with that back three to go to a World Cup. But as Bosnich says, shouldn't you secure World Qualify Cup qualification first yep. and worry about that? So that, that's, one, that's one question. And the second question is, why go with a Brad Smith in Japan when he hasn't played for so long, and so your decision-making as a young player is refined by playing a lot of games at the top level. Now, he's with a Bournemouth, it's an EPL club, but having not played, you know, in those games, you're really, you're really um, denying the, 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 the fact that this player has not had a chance to practice the decision-making under pressure, make mistakes, learn from it. I mean, 12 months. For me, Alex Gersbeck had to be playing against Japan. Yeah, that decision was surprising in the yes. extreme. Sorry, Vin. No, no. Look, I, I think it, uh, there are those questions to be asked. I think it would have been interesting to see how Gersbeck would have fared against Japan, and that's something we will never know. I think Brad Smith's engine is something that uh, is attractive to, to Ange because he, he's a workhorse, but he, the inexperience obviously showed a little bit. The penetration thing is a criticism that comes up, and I think that the, the lack of variety about how we score our goals and this tendency to want to walk it in all the way. My my con- my concern was, I guess, with the Japan game, when you bring someone like uh, Tommy Urich and Timmy on, finally, and I know there were uh, extenuating circumstances, we someone like um, Timmy Cahill, we know he's dangerous in the air. We know that um, Japan can't handle him in the air. And when he came on for those first five minutes when he, he came on, they were rattled. You could tell they were yeah. rattled. They were panicking. But we never serviced Timmy yeah. the way that Timmy can best deal with it. So that's when you've got to send the missiles in. And, and we, did, we, we, yeah. we don't change when we need to change. And I think that criticism is somewhat fair, even though I think Angie's doing a great job and has done um, an amazing job with the team as a whole. And that's the thing about Tim Kale. Ange almost resurrected his international career when he was on his way out during the Osiek uh, era. Uh, but he, he, he really refined the role he played. He was at the point, pointy end of the, of the, forward, uh, in the forward part of the ground. And he literally, Ange wouldn't let him run into midfield, wouldn't let him get involved with the build-up because I want you up there and start delivering great crosses and he's scoring goals because of it. Last night he's running around like a midfielder. Mm. Uh, at times he was up near, he was down near um, mm. Aaron Moy. I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing there? Aaron's supposed to cross it to you in the box. <laughs> so it, it's very frustrating and I, I don't think Ange would have wanted him to play that role in the middle of the park like that. I think he was probably included so they could start bombarding the ties with with balls being whipped in, but Timmy wasn't getting into the box in good positions either. So um, it made it really difficult for Juric too, because you know at times he looked a bit clumsy, but it, it actually got it got a little bit confusing for him because Tim was there and running into his space at different times, and it got a bit messy. But like I said, last night wasn't the problem; it was not picking up the required points where we got draws earlier on. That's what I think. And the scrutiny. This kind of scrutiny we haven't had. I mean, we have them for coaches all the time, and the, yeah. and the last two that we've had had amazing scrutiny. But uh, Ange kind of, and and in a way, um, he, he's kind of 
almost brought it upon himself in that siege mentality that he's got. And clearly Robbie Slater came out and piled on after Mark Bosnich did last night on Twitter. Mm. don't know what Robbie was doing, but certainly... He, well, he asked for his sacking. He asked, basically asked yeah. for his sacking, and that should yeah. happen yeah. pretty much immediately. But can I just say something? Have you heard anyone criticise any of the players since the end of the game last night? Not not, not What do you reckon that is? All the focus has been put on, on Ange. Ange. Well, because, Ange supports his players. Well, what I'm saying is... Could it be? I'm throwing it ahead here, right? Oh, I'm liking this already. Could it be that Ange is just absolutely going down this track because the focus is on his body language, the siege mentality, the the prickliness of the fa- he, he dragged up what what the sport did to him ten years ago. Yeah, he did. All was... the focus is on Ange. Yeah. Not one media guy that I've heard has started questioning, especially at press conferences any of the players. Mm. And it is brilliant if Ange is protecting his players and deflecting away from them. Uh, I don't know if he's that, if he's that sort of way inclined, but, but if he's we... adopting the Jose Mourinho, uh, he's doing it beautifully. Carlos, it's a nice little conspiracy theory. Or do you think Bozza... Um, Robbie and Ange are in on it together. Do you think, <laughs> do you no. think this is manufactured? It, 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 this could be a bit of a conspiracy here. Really well done. We're going to go to Tom in Greenvale. Good day, Tom. Welcome to the show. Good evening, Diego. How are you going? Yeah, very well. How are you feeling? Oh, yeah, really good. Oh, um, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, good. It's not the end of the world. We're still going. We're, True. Still, we're not out of it completely. True. So. Very good. You'll make it. You'll make it in the end, I think. I don't know if it's possible, but I'm hoping we play Liechtenstein. <laughs> you know, Spain uh, beat them, mate. We're in, we're in Asia. Sorry. No, I know, but no. you know, a man can dream, can't he? Okay, um, Carlos, I, I usually don't agree with you, but I think you're spot on there. Um, Andrew's deflecting the, the attention away from the players. He knows he hasn't got the best cattle like we had, you know, in the previous generations, but he's deflecting all the attention away from from the guys and. Uh, and he's doing the job excellently well. He's, he knows exactly what he's doing. He's an intelligent manager. We all know that. Yeah, look, uh, and I hope, I, I just wonder uh, how what what more he can get out of these guys, though, um, in that, look, last night, if they repeat that against Syria, I think we'll win the game. Um, if they repeat it against either Japan, uh, US or Panama or Honduras, I think we'll win the game because it was all about creating chances, and we did. And really, I mean, the, the ties did. They threw themselves. They 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 defended with their lives, and somehow they kept it to two one. Um, you know how how are the spirits in the change room? Can they believe they can score goals because they haven't been able to score them in big amounts this whole campaign? Uh, that's that sometimes stays with you, you know. Sometimes that that's a problem, but they probably don't need to sp- score four goals against Syria. They probably just need to. You win your one or two nil, you know, in each leg. So, yeah, Tom, I'm I'm hoping that it is a deflection, and he knows what he's doing, and uh, and it's all psychological, and the players are going to react to it in a positive way. Thanks for your call, there, Tom Warren. Uh, you know, this I, I thought and I hoped that we would have a greater level of sophistication in terms of these ex-Socceroo greats like Bosnich talking as if we should be sacking Ange because that's an extreme overreaction that I don't understand. Because I don't have a problem with no, media no, saying what they think. Do they genuinely believe it? Well, they wouldn't be oh. saying it if they didn't believe it. And then it. at the same time, I think Ange's reaction at the press conference around being frustrated and wanting to blame the media, where's the middle ground about accepting criticism 
acknowledging things that we could get better at, but if rather than a siege mentality either way. Yeah, but, it's either but, get rid of him. But then he's entertaining it, the discussion about his players potentially. That's exactly right. Why should why should he start talking about the game? If he starts talking about the game, that's <laughs> the licence for people to start asking about players. So that's the so, simplicity of the way you think. Well, Let's have a sophisticated discussion around these, what we could do. What I'm, what I'm saying is that out of the two parties or the three parties you're talking about, Ange is quite within his rights to act the way he is. If it's for, about him, I don't agree with it. But if it's about deflecting from his players, it's brilliant. Now, Mark Bosnich and Robbie Slater, every every right in the world to call for sackings. To call, the, I mean, the, are you the, surprised by that? Uh, are you surprised I, I, that they're? I'm, thinking... I'm hoping that it's not more reaction to Ange just being so stubborn. To anything that, well, I think Robbie Slater's looked like it. Yeah. Well, uh, Mark Bosnich just hates the fact that they play out the back at every opportunity. And I he agree just, with that to some degree. Well, I mean, then great, right? Is that enough? No. Is that enough to sack him? No. Or to say that he is hanging on by a thread? Uh, I don't believe so, but they're quite within their rights. And Ange is saying, well, I don't really care what they think. So, so what? <laughs> do you think Ange is the type of coach that has instilled such a philosophy around the way that he wants players to play. And it's, it's this mentality. We're going to play a certain... A coach will come in with a philosophy and say, we're going to play that way and I'm going to find the personnel that are going to play the way I want them to play. That's one type of approach. The other type of approach is to look at the group of players that you have and be pragmatic about the way you're going to be playing to fit the strengths and the abilities of, but do you think the this players. squad? Do you think this squad can, can uh, uh, would be good at parking the bus? No. Okay. So are they the are they the best play? Are they, are there any players not in this squad that are better than what we've got? Not that I can think of. But I, what I'm saying is, are the players we currently have is the style that Ange is looking to put in place? And I know why because he's talking. Long term, if we want to be competitive over the journey and have a philosophy that maintains success and hopefully gets to the point where we win games at the World Cup. But is this group of players capable in the time that he has to instill it? Because the one thing I've noticed with Ange, he took a, he took a squad that was bereft of confidence that just got through to a World Cup and they played fantastic football in Brazil. Then he took a group this group that were going averagely in the World Cup to the Confederations Cup. And even though they weren't, they didn't get the results, they improved through the competition exactly the way as they did. But, but he's won short, the Asian yeah, Cup too. The Asian and, Cup. He has, and he won, has won the Asian Cup. Now, so, the, the question is, you're saying these guys, are they the right guys to play this offensive, proactive style? Yeah. And well, the, are they, I'll flip it. Are they the sort of team that can play parking the bus and counter-attack as people are suggesting. I don't think they are. I don't think that we've got the players who can defend like a Sasha Ogonoski yeah, or, yeah. or you know, some of those big Tony Popovich and some of those big man mountains we've had in the past or Craig Moore. I think these guys, he's looked at them and saying, nah, I can't sit back with these guys because I don't think they'd be great at that. Moy loves getting forward. Rogic loves getting forward. Milligan's more of an offensive type yeah. DM. So um, I think he's, he's yeah. looked at them and said, we just don't have that calm and collected and composed finisher that could have finished three or four goals last night. 
What I think he's done, though, he's it's he wants us to go forward. I think that these guys are professionals and you can make them do whatever you want and they have to get better at it. In terms of what Warren said, I think that he, he has to lift the bar and show them what's possible and he has to show them the impossible. Otherwise, you're not going to win a World Cup. So you've got to make them believe that we've got a system for you that can actually pay dividends. Now, it hasn't... We're, we're not there yet, clearly, but... Yep. I think you've got to have the vision to to want it and the desire to make it happen, and I think he's got that. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, we'll talk about some players who might be in the spotlight. This is the Four Diego's on eleven sixteen SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On eleven sixteen SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company tonight. The conversation just keeps on going off here. Let's continue to have it on air. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. If you want to have a chat to the Diego's, please uh, join us. Nine four two nine. 1116 or send us a text message on 0433981116. Let's go through just a few of them, guys. Uh, Dean in Crib Point, they can't keep relying on Kale uh, when he's needing a cane soon. Syria will be no walk in the park. Absolutely. I agree with that second part of that for sure. Syria is going to be really, really tough. Tom in Greenvale, who called us earlier, Bother and Slade had their opportunity to get the World Cup and couldn't get there. Support the team and manager now rather than throw stones at glass houses. Take the high road, not the low road. Tom, I like you. Uh, you're a supporter of the Diego's, but the media have to call it as it is. This the, the media aren't cheerleaders, and this is a thing that people have got to forget about because they're paid to give an opinion. If they were cheerleaders all the time, you wouldn't be watching them because you just couldn't trust what they were saying. So I disagree with that. I think they're entitled to say what they what they think that as long as they're relatively respectful. Uh, but uh, but we don't have to agree with them. No one has to agree with them. I think the extreme criticism of Bozzer and the angry ant Slater should be taken with a grain of salt. Slater is always at the front of the sack, the coach group, as I think he would prefer his good mate Graham Arnold in the job. Dags from Mentone. Yeah, Dags, a lot of people today were saying that, that that, that was the motivation about what uh, Robbie Slater was saying. But look, he'll get judged on that too. And that's the thing. Uh, he, he's not stupid enough to think that I'll say this and not and people won't make an opinion about what I'm saying, he's probably copying heaps too. Now, everyone can hopefully understand the importance of Mark Viduka. All other nations are improving. We've stagnated as a footballing nation. No, yeah, we, I we, don't we, know we, have, we haven't found that striker that in a game like last night has the composure and the calm to slot one away, who does his work in the penalty. We haven't found that guy. Everything was hard. Urich uh, a couple of times squired him over the top. You know, people were swinging their but I mean, the desperation was there. No one could deny how hard those guys work, but the decision making, the finishing, just didn't have the polish. It should have been five or six nil last night, it, or, or six one at, at least. So they deserved a penalty. Yeah, they, absolutely. Urich <laughs> is the closest we've come to having a striker who's got a bit of poise. I was His goals against Saudi Arabia were pretty classy. I, 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 I was disappointed. He's at times in the box, I was surprised at his lack of, yeah, that 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 calmness or that composure to finish. And it's not easy to qualify for a World Cup, and and all countries, depending on the cycle of the quality of players that come through, are going to dip. The Dutch missed the last European Championships. They're every chance to miss qualifying for the World Cup. If you look at the teams that have finished second in European groups and the likes of those. It's not easy to qualify. And teams rise or fall on the on the elite talent they have in their teams. And you tell me now, you put... We've, we struggle for a striker. You put Harry Kane 
in the Australian team now with the group of players we've got. And I think you'd probably find us being able to score far more goals. You put Jermaine Defoe <laughs> in that team, in our team. Yeah. We need a player who takes joy in finishing, who loves the idea of the ball's bouncing around in the penalty area. Those, we, don't have, we haven't created that sort of player since the Harry Kills. Joy, Carlos. That's a, that joy. That's how they need to play. Yeah, I know. They looked a bit stressed they, last They were night. very anxious last yeah. night, but especially will, in their finishing. I will say this, and I'm biased, but Aaron Moy, if we, could, your love child. If we could have a couple of guys <laughs> that just continue that curve of improvement, like... I, it was the first time we've seen him play in Australia as a Premier League player, and his range of passing and his ability. Did you cry? Oh, it was just. Were you crying? There was a few other things that could have happened too, but crying was one of them. Hey, let's go to a couple of calls. John in Mooney Ponds has called in on nine four two nine eleven sixteen. He wants to talk about uh, Robbie Slater and Mark Bosnich's comments. G'day, John. Hi, guys. How are we? Yeah, very Good well, mate. thank you. How are you feeling? Uh. Yeah, look, disappointed. I think you guys summed it up, especially Juric. Um, it just seemed like uh, a striking force that was uh, anxious yesterday. And unfortunately, just, you know, some of them just went hit the wrong side of the post. But, yeah, look, as for, you know, I, I was glad when I saw the panel yesterday that John Aloisi was there to add some balance to the conversation. Uh, because Bozov's just been, I don't know for how long, and Bozov just brings up comments about uh, Ange Postacoglu, about what happened with him and FFA. I mean, he's been a disgrace. And, and, and Slater's interview that I saw, that was, that was pathetic as well. They just they make it up as we go. You know, it's all about qualifying for the World Cup and this and that. And I, I think Ange was given the job, he's got to do the job the right way. And it just shows, I think, and unfortunately, shows the immaturity that we as fans and supposedly so-called experts, uh, where we're at at the moment as to regards to football in this country. Great points there, John. Uh, thanks for your call, mate. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Mendel in Taylor's Lakes. G'day, Mendel. Welcome to the show. Uh, good evening. Uh, look, with respect to Bath's uh, comments, uh, they're not the right comment. Not at this time, anyway. We've got to stick together and help the team to qualify for the World Cup. However, having said that, Ange, in the last couple of years, is trying to implement a system that we cannot play because we don't have the caliber of the players to play that system. I mean, looking at them in uh, last night, I was there. We're just too slow. We're not delivering the ball in the, mid, uh, in the middle quickly enough. We've got to get the ball to, down to the byline and cross it in. We used Cahill as a striker, and he was playing so deep. I mean, I can't understand. Uh, Cahill is not a player that can control the ball. He's in the area. You cross the ball to him, and if he gets it in, he gets it in. Mendel, you made a lot of good points there, mate. Uh, the, the issue about... Um Ange, though, or uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mark Bostich's comments, the whole thing about sticking together, that's not his job. I mean, we're not talking about, we're not a cheer squad. Um, and people wouldn't listen to Mark Bosnich if the team had played badly and just said, no, Ange is a great coach, he's doing a great job, and that, that's all they say. They wouldn't, people wouldn't be watching that. You want proper analysis? That's what he thinks. I don't agree, but 
and I don't agree, Robbie Slater. I don't, I don't agree with Mark Bostich. But I think their comments were a bit extreme. They were, that's but the that's the way. I mean, it's not the first time Boz has done that. And sometimes when he does that, I actually agree with him. Hmm. So I'm allowing him to do his job. But it's up to us to decide whether we, you know, we listen to that or we agree or not. Uh, I think they're very provo- provocative. Yep. And, um, and who knows? Sometimes extreme criticism like that does lift the team because everyone's been talking about it today. Uh, what's been said and the, the number of times Boz's comments have been replayed on SEN today. And uh, I haven't heard too much of uh, Robbie Slater's comments, but certainly Boz's. Um, you know, certainly every every player would know about it and every uh, and everyone on that coaching staff would know about it too. Carlos, can I ask you this, right? I love that Ange has created depth in the Socceroos squad that he's he's got a he's got a long list to choose from and by and large when they, they're in that squad and they show up to a game they're really good. I, you know, if you start with a Luongo, I'm not. It doesn't stress yep. me because I know I know what he can do. Okay, now whether he can do it all the time, that's another problem. But I, I'm wondering whether we suffer for the fact that we don't have a regular squad. We seem to always. So, for example, the team we had who played last night weren't the same people who started in Japan. Oh, you mean start, starting eleven? Yeah. So we we. There's 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 a lot of movement sometimes. Does that frustrate a team? Does it does it affect cohesion? Uh, look, I think if we went to a World Cup and played three games in a matter of ten days or whatever we did last time, remember we were in the stadium mm. against Spain. The guys were fried because a lot of them had to play game after game. I think this whole idea of being squad players or a squad that you rely on, I think that's something that Ange decided after the last World Cup that I need to develop a team that's interchangeable. Now, of course, you can't replace Aaron Moy. But I think every other player, except for maybe Trent Sainsbury, every other player in that starting eleven, I wouldn't have a problem replacing with what's on the bench. Moy we can't replace and, and Sainsbury, but the rest of them I think you can replace and whoever comes and in. Change. I mean, a game against Chile, for example, no Moy, no, Moy, no Rogic, Eloise, uh Troisi stood up and was man of the match. Mm. Vinny, no cohesion, mate, it sounds like. But anyway, let's take a break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. At the moment, he's hanging by a thread, in my opinion. For me, the question has to be asked. In my opinion, I think we should change now. The Australian football industry chewed me up and spat me out 10 years ago. So this is nothing new. It's unbelievable, some of that stuff going on. But, uh, hey, it's, uh, it happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, this is, this, this is uh, the spotlight on the Socceroos. Robbie Slater asking for a change now. Hmm. I love Robbie Slater, but that's ridiculous. Well, he tweeted yeah. last night, to be fair, it's a mess, and the players think we're against them. Who told them that, I wonder? Toxic crap for me. Yeah, but the players, the players aren't a mess. This, this is not a mess. Robbie's got it wrong here. You know, I like Robbie Slater, but he's got it wrong. The, the, the team's not a mess. They've lost one game. In 10. Mm. In 10. Okay, we, we should have picked up more than one point in some of the draws. And if you said at the start of the campaign that the one game you're going to lose was in Japan against Japan, you would have, taken you would have, that. You would have accepted that. So they're not a mess. They're not a mess. They're, it's a fine line between us actually qualifying directly and not, and unfortunately went the other way this time. And really, if he was heading FFA and they sacked Ange Postacoglu now, who would you get, given that we've got to play 
in on October the fifth against Syria. Really, it, it, that's a ridiculous statement from a guy who has not coached and has not run the game. I think the issue really with the Socceroos is only one to do with consistency. Last night, the way they their technique was really good, and but for hitting the back of the net, they they did everything that attacking game was meant to do. All right, they but. They're, in previous games, I've seen them play really sloppy football where they can't even get passes right and things like that. And that's where we lose games or draw games. And I think that's where you have to ask more of the players and they've got to show up and be prepared to sort of uh, show their wares better. Because I think that I, I'm not going to compare them to the golden generation, even though I am. Um, you had quality on the park and you had technique on the park and and. It, it was pretty much, they were fairly consistent with that and that's what made them so successful. I think we're going to qualify just quietly. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just, think, a, just a text I message. We'll Anyone would have too. thought we were out. but um, I think we'll qualify. And, and you know, well, The thing is that we're not in yet and I think no. that's why you know, we're having these conversations. And but, by the um, way, don't you think, except for Syria, they'd be pretty happy. Uh, all of Syria would be pretty happy that well, it was an injury time equaliser that got them there. But any of the teams that finished fourth, in the Central American League or the um, Com- Com- CONCACAF. Yeah, CONCACAF. CONCACAF. If anyone finishes fourth there, don't you think that they'll be all having this conversation in that country too? True. It's almost like oh, a failure for Tenfold, them. probably. Uh, exactly right. No one would be happy finishing <laughs> and having the playoff for this for the, the last spot. So uh, we're just having it a bit earlier than the Americans and the Panamanians and the Hondurians. Hondurians? Yeah, yeah Hondurians. Hondurans, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, Carlos, but... Um, Hey, uh, do you think Japan stuffed us? That's Carl in Baronia. I don't. I didn't I don't know. see the game. I, I couldn't be bothered because I thought well, I'm going to. I'll wake up at six and I'll work it out then. But uh, from more reports, <laughs> you, you would have worked it out. Yeah, they were unlucky not to get a point. I would. Yeah, have thought uh, Japan. from more reports, they played three, quite well in the first half. Didn't three they? goal, three yeah. clearances off the line. Yeah. By. So look, is anyone anyone to check their bank accounts? By the way, the Japanese bank accounts. <laughs> Anyone going to check whether they've got a, a spare all rig suddenly, you know, gifted to them somewhere? That's right, yeah. a high rise. Yeah, who knows? You know uh, what goes on. I mean, that, Saudi Arabians—they would have done anything. To it get... was a double blow, though, wasn't it? Because yeah. in all honesty, two more goals and the win wouldn't have mattered. You know, and yeah. on another given night, and this is where hysteria comes. 40 shots to three or whatever it was, and it wasn't quite 40, but it was a high number. It, it would was have got 45 you, shots. It would, have got you, yeah. it would have got you four goals mm. in normal. Yeah. And four goals would have been enough to get you through. Here's one for you, Warren, from Daniel. 16 corners. If they played against Liverpool, they would have scored 12 alone. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the Socceroos <laughs> edition. Yeah. Um, you know what? Someone sledges you, you about know Liverpool. What? That's fair criticism. <laughs> Adrian, Cruz Torizi in, Kale Gersbach out. I'm sorry. Don't Gersbach. be sorry. That's your opinion there, yeah. Adrian. I thought Gersbach was all right. He was good. good. Yeah, I think he's a, a one for the future, that guy. Yeah, uh, he's 20 years old. They've got to find out. They've got to, you know, Brad Smith, Fenikam, you know, you're, you're playing a, board, a Bournemouth. You're not playing, you're, Carlos. You're no, playing no, you're twos. there. You're signed up. You're in the EPL. And it's uh, you're starry-eyed, but you've got to play, mate. You've got to play. You can't. You'll be 25, 26 before you know it. What about the forgotten man, Jason Davidson? What's he up to? 
He's just signed with uh, the top, top, yeah, top side in Croatia, mm. which was an interesting signing. But I know he's married a young Croatian girl, a Croatian-Australian, who has family there, so probably feels comfortable in Croatia. And uh, they play, I believe they, uh, I think they've qualified for Europe, maybe Europa, Europa Cup or something like that. So um, they're a, a very good side in Croatia. They're a team that could be playing in Europe, and um, you never know. It's amazing. It'd be a bit of a comeback, given that Bayich has got the nod, Brad Smith, and also um, Gersbach ahead of him, but things change very things quickly. change, you know. Yeah. You've just got to... Anyway, you know, we did win last night, by the way. 2-1, <laughs> we defeated Thailand. Um, should have been 8-1 in the end, but uh, hey, Daniel's just texted us again, Warren. Hey, I love Liverpool. I'm just being a realist. There you no, go. No, so no, are you, actually. Clean sheets have been... Pretty rare. Hey, let's take another break and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 1116 SEN, the four Diego's. Come around the home stretch now, and it's a bit cathartic tonight just talking about the game. We've gone from, uh, you know... What, what's happening? How did it happen to... Jeez, uh, we should have won that game. We should have won that game <laughs> 5-0 last night. Yeah. You know, the amount of chances that we had and uh, normally that, you know, those goals would have gone in three posts. Yep. Um, off the line. Rod, yeah, off the, lines, off the line. Yeah, um, Tommy Urich's, you know, when yep. he chested it down and it was just deflected wide, that was a, that was a great stop. Yeah. But we're, not, we're not very good at our penalty box craft, are we? No. Penalty box. We don't, we're not... No. We don't, we don't, there's no... There's no artists in the penalty box for us. It's all hard work, isn't it? I mean, the number of times we it's go a away... scrap. Yeah, because there was a scrap, and the, the amount of times we go away free kicks in the penalty box, in the tied penalty, defensive penalty box, is, a, is because of the fact that we were so desperate. But it was that negative energy trying to score, and you could see at the end, the guys ran themselves to a standstill mm. because they worked so hard, but it was just in the end, uh, you know, just through hard work, they were trying to... Beat the door down and they couldn't do it. Can I just say that uh, the, the Thai keeper, whatever hair product he had in, <laughs> he just was looking sharp with oh, every no. save. Like, yeah. I've never seen a busier goalkeeper with, with not one hair out of did place in the cos- process. Did he have his cosmetics bag with him? I don't know. Did he must have. Well, they looked good polished. in black too, the Thais, I thought. They did. To Mind me, you, it didn't help that the referees were wearing black shorts true. and black oh, sh- There you go. That's the reason. To me, <laughs> their keeper played with joy. Yeah. He had a smile on his yeah. face. He was doing everything well. Look, the big the big result for me last night was um, New Zealand and the uh, was Solomon Islands. Uh, two all draw. Was great, it? Jeez. Great. <laughs> great. How's the O-League going? Yeah, yeah, the O-League's yeah, going well, yeah, yeah. Carlos. You know, I'm a big supporter of, uh, I'm a big supporter of the uh, O-League. Um, hey, uh, up front, they, they don't mix it up enough. Uh, too unpredictable. Um, but anyway. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, guys, let's go around the table. Vinny, will we qualify for the World Cup? Syria, if we beat Syria, then Yes, we will Concacaf. qualify. Of course we will. Warren, what do you think? Ditto. Ditto? Yes, Carlos? Yeah, I think, they, I think we should embrace these four games. Just enjoy them. Well, you're saying we've got four games, Yeah, we've got four thing, games to two. improve as a team. Yep. We'll get to the World Cup with four more important games under our belt. We'll be better there and we'll go all the way and... No, we won't. We won't go all the way and win. Steady, but, uh, steady win the World Cup. No, no, now no you're I, I actually, I'm embracing these four games. I want to see how we go. Uh, there you go. I think we will qualify and qualify handsomely. <laughs> Warren, Liverpool, Man City this weekend. I think it'll be a draw. <laughs> oh, interesting. And with Liverpool's inability to, to defend crosses, it'll probably be a scored draw. <laughs> That's it for this week's show on that night. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your calls and your text messages. Uh, I'd love to hear from you next week when we're back. So remember, Carlos. We're reporting we 
Breaking Girls Hang Out. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We'll Samba, Rumba, and La Bamba. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll be there with girls with balls on their, fruit on their head and balls at <laughs> their feet. We'll, we'll be there. there. We'll have the Gringos play football. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Fort Diego. Olé. Olé.